Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Listen, Melanie Cole's Health Radio is on now. Well, you know, spring is in the air, and along with plenty of common allergens, pollens from the blooming plants and dust from cleaning, your spring cleaning your house, there's all this stuff going around. How do you know if you have allergies or if, it, if it's asthma? My guest today is Dr. Albert Rizzo. He's the Senior Medical Advisor for the American Lung Association. Dr. Rizzo, welcome to the show. So first of all, how do you know the difference between asthma and allergies? Well, very often you don't. Many people use the term allergies for symptoms that are up in the nasal passages, sinus congestion, and sneezing, and asthma is often reserved for the lower respiratory tract where they wheeze and cough and feel short of breath. But the same trigger can uh, lead to both of them, and some patients will have more of one than the other. But they often coexist. Okay, so it's this time of the year. If something happens to you every, every year at the same time of the year, right. then can you sort of assume that that's a seasonal allergy? Yes, I think it's important that you rig- figure out what is a trigger for your symptoms, and it may be changes in air quality, season, temperature, and also things that you get exposed to. You start realizing that it only happens when you're around your cat or your dog or if you're indoors versus outdoors. You start to realize that you're sensitive to some things. So, uh, and other than having a physician actually test you for specific allergies, you may can, maybe can identify your own triggers before that. So what are some triggers, and how do you identify them? Well, the indoor ones tend to be things uh, like dust, dust mites, uh, pet dander, uh, mold, uh, cockroaches. So you, you want to have a clean indoor house. You also don't want a lot of the outdoor allergens to come in. Those include pollens from grasses, trees, weeds. So you can't uh, isolate the outdoor from the indoor, especially as we get into the nicer weather. People open up their windows and a lot of things float in. So what you want to do is try to keep a clean house, dust regularly, try not to use too many scented uh, cleaning materials uh, or any scented candles, uh, fabric softeners. They tend to have chemicals that trigger symptoms. And trying to keep the humidity uh, under control. Usually the lower humidity helps keep down the amount of dust and dust mites that are around and vacuuming regularly and hot water for your your linens at least once a week uh, to try to keep the allergens down. Okay, so you're doing some of those things and we can help, but you're still going to have issues sometimes. What do you recommend for some treatments? I mean, some people try nasal lavage for allergies. They try Mm -hmm. air filters. They, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, there's all kinds of over-the-counter medications. Right, and I think the, the precaution is you can start using those things and they help in cases that are mild. Uh, the lavages, the air filters, high-efficiency particle arrestant devices or HIPAA filters all can be used. But I think when you're starting to think about doing those things and the expense, you probably need some guidance from a physician. Your primary care doctor can often recommend some over-the-counter nasal sprays or antihistamines that can help. If it is something more than just the hay fever symptoms up in the nasal passages and something in the lower tract, you definitely need to talk to your physician about possibly needing inhaled bronchodilators to use either as needed when you get the symptoms, or you may have enough underlying sensitivity in your lung that you need to be on daily medications. So that runs the gamut from being mild symptoms all the way up to where you really need to be knowing what's going on and have good communication with your your physician. Okay. So I think that that's very important to note. Now, when we think of asthma, different Mm -hmm. than allergies. So asthma could be a chronic condition. So what, I mean, what about asthma? Yeah, very often it is, uh, but like a lot of diseases, there is a wide range of variability. Some patients will only have asthma when they do get exposed to a specific trigger. They treat it very intermittently with uh, as-needed bronchodilators or inhalers, and that's all they may need. 
Other individuals have chronic asthma, meaning they have to be on a maintenance medication every day to help control the inflammation in the airway, and that's because their airways are more sensitive. That's why they have the chronic nature of the disease. Many times this is related to allergies, but there's a large number of patients with asthma who we can't really identify a specific allergy, but they're sensitive to things like changes in the air quality, humidity, temperatures, and certainly scents and perfumes can, can trigger symptoms as well in those individuals. So now what about things like allergy shots? People think of those as food allergy things. Right. You know, Dr. Rizzo, they think of, oh, gosh, back in the days when you'd get 15 shots to see if you were allergic to everything from peanut butter to, you know, whatever it was. Right. Well, they still do those skin tests that are very, look to be a little painful, a lot of pinpricking on the skin. But there's also a lot of blood tests now that can check for the same things. And they check for the the items I mentioned earlier, the different uh, pollens, the grass, uh, trees, ragweed, cat dander, mold, all those can be tested either on a skin test or on a blood test. And if you come back sensitive to those different things, the doctor may make a recommendation that you get desensitized, and that's where the allergy shots come into play. That's a form of what they call immunotherapy. You receive a small amount of the thing you're actually allergic to at a very low dose on a regular basis for weeks to months to even years to try to desensitize you so you don't react when you get exposed to it. And and actually, Dr. Rizzo, they're doing that at some of the great hospitals and centers in the country and really helping children specifically get over some wheat allergies and peanut allergies and things. It's very yes. exciting research that's going on, but we want to encourage parents, this is not, the immunotherapy is not something you try on your own with your kids, giving that's them correct. a little, you do that with a doctor. Now, so asthma, we hear about asthma, and then people hear the words exercise-induced asthma, and back in the day, Dr. Rizzo, people with asthma, we're told to sit it out. You don't get to exercise. You don't get to be in gym class. You don't, but it's different now, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, Exercise-induced asthma is almost a subset uh, because some individuals only have their symptoms when they exercise. And usually the exercise is a sustained amount of either running, jogging, playing ice hockey. Cold and and long-term exercise brings it on. And individuals who only have it at that time can use a what they call a rescue inhaler or a quick-acting inhaler 20 to 30 minutes prior to the activity and often have no trouble with the asthma attack coming on. But anybody with asthma with enough exertion can have exercise-induced symptoms in addition to their chronic symptoms. So we don't want people to become sedentary. We think people with asthma can lead very normal lives as long as they understand what they have, talk with their physician, and take the medications as prescribed. So a big thing that I hear all the time, Dr. Rizzo, you know, and it's cold and flu season as well. And so people are sniffling, sneezing, coughing, running, and they say, oh, no, no, it's just allergies. And then people say, well, can I catch a cold from this person sniffling and sneezing with allergies? That's always been a big sort of question. And then if your child does suffer from those allergies and they are doing all those things, what about school? Well, the Being in school is just a breeding ground for being an infection. So you can't always know if a runny nose uh, is just allergies or is there a viral infection that's uh, going through the classroom or not. Obviously, you need to take the precautions, good hand washing, good hygiene, cover your mouth when you sneeze or cough, all those things. But with children, that's hard to do. Uh, So you just have to be aware of the intensity of the symptoms, certainly if they linger more than a day or two, and if they're associated with what looks like infected mucus, yellow, green phlegm coming out rather than just the runny nose, that often means you should see your doctor and maybe get on antibiotics. So you can send children to school if they just have allergies, and the, but depending on how severe the allergies are, but they're not contagious to spread that around. 
they shouldn't be. Now, if they have other symptoms like fevers and they're coughing and you know, there's redness in their eyes and there's you know, maybe a little bit of discoloration to the, the drainage, you really need to be cautious about that. The school doesn't want children coming in to spread that around, especially during high-intensity seasons like flu season. That, that, that needs to be very cautious. Absolutely. So in the last 30 seconds or so here, Dr. Rizzo, best advice for this season of pollen and allergies and asthma from the American Lung Association. Check the air quality. Stay indoors when it's bad ozone days. Go to resources like www.lung.org where the ALA can give you all this information. And keep in touch with your primary care physician or your specialist, especially if you have a chronic lung disease like asthma or emphysema or COPD. And that website, again, is www.lung.org, and you can find out about, you know, air quality and if those are the days that you need to really close your windows and get that air filter going and make sure you've got clean sheets and possibly an anti-allergy or an anti-allergen pillow, blankets, you know, there's ways. And you just heard Dr. Rizzo give quite a few of them. So whether it's allergies or asthma, identifying your triggers seems to be really your first and best line of defense. If you missed any of the great information, you can listen anytime on demand or on the go at RadioMD.com. And we love having our friends from the American Lung Association on with us every month. So be sure and listen in for that. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well. 